welcome you guys this is naked comedy once again a little sick but getting better uh with me this week we have matt belknap do you say it belknap belknap okay okay uh, silent yeah oh uh, okay yeah i've been having trouble with last names lately <laughs> it's okay. um matt is the creator of ast.com which is um a forum store website for funny people and not funny people if you want to just be interested in funny people um why don't you explain it you might be able to explain it better <laughs> sure yeah um uh, a special thing.com it's uh it's basically a, a forum it's a, a it's an online community for um fans of alternative comedy and uh and uh, a lot of actually practitioners of alternative comedy are involved too there's uh people like doug benson Patton oswalt paul tompkins uh jimmy pardo um even people like uh, Casey Wilson from SNL posts on there, and uh, Steve G from the Sarah Silverman Show posts on there. So it's it's like fans and comedians kind of coming together to talk about comedy and and talk about really whatever they want to, I guess. And find out when they're going to be coming on the stage, yeah. on the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. That was one of the original purposes uh, was to just sort of have one place for show information. It's it's I'm in LA. It's kind of it started. It's there's people in other cities, but it's still sort of LA based, and and um, it was really just a way to organize all the, um, you know, show information for shows like Comedy Death Ray and uh, shows at Largo and uh, whatever might be happening of interest to uh, to this fan base, I guess. Well, it's definitely, it's a definitely a good asset. I know that's where I found a lot of the comedians to interview for this show. We just did an interview with Matt Bronger, mm-hmm. and um, we've done some. With uh, we're trying to get some other people from the site, but um, I know that actually I found out about it um, by through Tim and Eric and their little video message to you, which is the yeah. the AST poll. Explain yeah. some more about the AST poll. Uh, the AST poll is uh, one of uh, one of my moderators uh, is he's uh, a big sports fan, and he thought it would be cool to do a ranking of <laughs> the favorite comics uh, of, uh, of everybody on a special thing. Um, so twice a year he hosts this poll where he just has everybody send in their top ten favorites and, um, and then he compiles this list. And uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's always cool to see who, who pops up there and, the, you know, people move up and down on the charts, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, so Tim and Eric, I guess, were number 10 on the charts at, at some point, and they made a video, a response video to <laughs> the to being number 10, <laughs> basically slamming everybody who was above them. <laughs> and, uh, it set off this crazy chain reaction where um, Zach Galifianakis made a response video to their response with, with Andy Kindler, who was also in the top 10. <laughs> and then um, Patton Oswalt got involved, and he made a video with Amy Mann. But he, Amy Mann was basically singing a, a response song to Tim and Eric, which was pretty amazing. So it kind of it turned into this, I mean, it was all in, in, in good fun, obviously, but it turned into this very uh, ridiculous, overblown, uh, <laughs> fake feud on the on the internet. So I think that's one of the cool things about the people that is are involved. They all can definitely take a joke, and they can they definitely are hands on with with their responses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome to have people like Patton who are really um, they you know they love interacting with their fans and and um, you know it, it's he he did this uh, he did a Q and A thread for years that he finally. It got to like, <laughs> I think there were like, you know, 
over 2,000 posts in it, and he finally was like, okay, I've answered every possible question that could be asked of me, so uh, he (laughs) he shut it down. But, um, you know, they've just been, a lot of comics have been really generous with their time and, and, you know, answering questions and and, uh, really, I guess you could call it giving back to uh to the to the fans in some way uh, you know because it's i mean think for for somebody who's a lot of people on the site who are fans are not in la or they're not in new york they're sort of stuck in the middle of nowhere they might be in another country but being able to interact with uh you know somebody that they love uh on the internet kind of makes them feel like they're more, a bigger part of it which is which i think is really cool definitely the forum, as I hear, is like the heart, the heart of the website. Mm-hmm. That's a bit the biggest part. Um, what is, what's your currently? Do you have a favorite thread or anything, or what? What was the first thread? Uh, what's the, Tell us about the. Tell us about the the forum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, got it. That's a hard question. I mean, <laughs> I well, very selfishly, I love the never not funny thread, which is the thread that's devoted to the podcast that I produced with Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> and so it's very, you know, I mean, for me, it's very self-indulgent because I get to go on there and read about how, you know, people love the show that I do. <laughs> so that's, that's always nice to see. But um, I don't know. Other than that, you know, it's funny. Like, I I, I love, you know, discussing comedy with people and, and reading about people's thoughts on comedy. But, um, you know, there's also this off-topic forum where people discuss politics and other, like, dramatic tv shows and i've really i really enjoy you know discussing there's a mad men thread which is like one of my favorite shows and so it's fun to talk about mad men with people it's it's you know politics is obviously a big you know topic right now so um it's always interesting to get people's thoughts on that so i i mean that's kind of right now that's kind of where where i've been spending a lot of my time i guess <laughs> but that just is a, a factor of what's going on right now i mean every once in a while There'll be a thread in the comedy forum that'll pop up that'll be really interesting. Like there's there's one right now about Sarah Silverman just did a show in in London that um, I guess she got heckled and it's just been really interesting to see people from England posting about oh well here's you know heckling is different in in England and and you know uh, Steve G who's friends with Sarah kind of coming in to try to defend her for you know mm. doing whatever so it's I don't know I, I like seeing that stuff but also the the SNL the Saturday Night Live thread is, is fun to see like just because that's this show's been been pretty good the last few weeks and so it's cool to sort of you know, see what people thought of that. So I guess that's what I've been reading most. It's definitely kind of cool, especially that SNL thread that caught my eye, too, because um, last week in Entertainment Weekly, they had, like, an article that was pretty much on the exact same topic, and it's kind of cool to see. Like, that's something I really like about forums is that a lot of times, in any forum, not just, like, the AST, but, like, just in forums in general, a topic will come up that's really interesting to you, and then, like, a week or two later, it'll be in a bigger... Right. in a bigger, like, press thing, and it'll just be like, well, that's already been discussed. Yeah. Like, it's kind of old news now. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, like, you don't really, um, I mean, I like reading Entertainment Weekly and, and stuff like that, and I read the newspaper, but in some ways, forums have replaced <laughs> the need for that because you've sort of already had the discussion, and it's it's a more, to me, it's a more interesting way of exploring something than just reading what one writer's thoughts on it. I mean, there might be good research in an article, but... If you're getting a bunch of different people's views on something, uh, you know, on a, on a well-trafficked forum, I think you, you get a lot of perspectives and you end up getting hopefully the same kind of information, but you're, you're a part of it, too. Like, you get to actually debate something rather than just having it fed to you. So I, I definitely think, you know, I've always felt like that's why 
I, I love that a special thing is a forum and not a blog because to me blogs are just so like it's like a uh, it's very like self indulgent yeah. in a way. <laughs> it, it, to me, it's a dictatorship where everybody has to sort of fall under the one person's voice saying, "Here's here's what we're talking about," and everyone else you can only reply to what one person is saying. But on a forum, anyone can start a thread, anyone can participate, and that's to me that's the way it should be. Yeah, it's a very giving environment, and everybody can have a say. It's a yeah, and it's a it's a cool environment on the AST thing because everybody does have kind of a shared sensibility. Like, if you're going to be on a comedy forum, you're going to have, like, an understanding. Like, you can take a joke, you can take criticism, and it, if anything, that, yeah. that definitely makes it easier to have, like, deeper conversations yeah. like politics and I stuff. I mean, there's always going to be people who who take something the wrong way. It, it, sometimes it's hard to, to convey that you're kidding, <laughs> typing something out. So, KK, there's, you KK. know, there can be hurt feelings. But, like, you know, for the most part, I think... Uh, the core group of people on AST sort of, uh, I feel like I've gotten to know people enough and hopefully people have gotten to know each other well enough where you sort of know that this guy maybe can be acerbic, but he's, he's ultimately coming from a good place. So you shouldn't take it too personally if he says something that seems like an insult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if someone new comes in, they might have to adjust to that or get used to that. But we try to, you know, make sure that, you know, oh, don't take offense to what that guy says. He's just like that. You know, <laughs> that's kind of the, the rule of thumb. So. I think that's a good understanding to have. But the cool thing about AST is it's not just a forum for right. people who aren't down with the forum, I guess. There's also <laughs> a lot of other stuff. Um, the AST podcast, mm-hmm. actually, kind of the inspiration for this segment of my show, <laughs> um, was actually, I thought it was a really cool thing, which is another thing that, that you were uh, personally hands-on in. Um, mm-hmm. How was doing that? How was That was back in 2006 and seven, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I would love to, I, I wish I could keep doing that. I just, I sort of ran out of time in my day to, to, mm-hmm. uh, to devote to stuff like that. But basically it was, um, it grew out of doing, um, I did like print interviews or I guess what we, you know, basically transcript interviews with some comedians, um, that's kind of how it started. I, I mean, I was, I was, I was writing recaps of comedy shows, and then I got to know comedians, and I started doing interviews with them that I would just transcribe. And then I realized that takes so long. Why don't I just record it? Like, I once I once I found out what a podcast was, I was like, oh, I should just record these and put them out as a podcast. It's much less work. So transcribing is in- yeah. almost impossible. Right? Uh, it's hellish. I mean, actually, I mean, because like our site. Uh, got hacked and, and we lost some stuff. Oh. I've been meaning to put up some of those old interviews because I think there's some good stuff. Like there's one with Louis C.K. and um, there's one with uh, Scott Ackerman and B.J. Porter. From like this is from you know two or three years ago. So yeah. it's, I think it'd still be interesting for people to read. But basically, yeah, I, I realized I, I shouldn't be spending hours and hours typing this stuff up. I can just <laughs> you know po- podcast. So I would, yeah, I, I got to interview um, some of my favorite comedians like um, Paul Tompkins and Zach Galifianakis and Bob Odenkirk, and it was, uh, I was awesome. Like I was still sort of new to the scene, I guess, in some ways, and and um, kind of finding, you know, my footing, I guess, and and uh, just you know getting to talk comedy with these guys who I, I consider, um, you know, masters of the of the art. Uh, was was so great and 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 actually you know that's what Never Not Funny came out of that because Jimmy Pardo was one of the guests on that show and um, 
one of the early guests, and after we did it, it just kind of seemed like, hey, this was a lot of fun. He, you know, he had been doing a talk show, a live talk show in L.A., and I just felt like, you know, you should be doing this as a podcast and maybe get some more exposure. So we ended up just doing a, a sit-down, you know, chat, like, and it, and it turned into this thing that's now been going for. Yeah, that's still going on, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and and we sort of got to the point where we thought, hey, maybe we could make some money doing this. We've we started a, a, a premium version of it that people pay a subscription fee for which is going really well and like way beyond our wildest dreams <laughs> so uh yeah i'm actually you know now i'm making money podcasting which is insane it's but, almost uh, impossible to do that's really yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it, i i don't i still <laughs> can't believe that it's actually that it actually works but you know <laughs> people love jimmy and they love this show and and um we basically give we give people 20 minutes a week for free and then there's like a 90 minute show um that you know you can pay for and you can get you can get full video episodes so that to me like uh we're trying to cover all the bases and give people sort of what we always gave them and then have a little bit more for for the hardcore fans yeah lately i've I've been stuck in the 20 minute section but (laughs) (laughs) that's okay that's fine but it's a really cool thing that you're doing and i like the comics that you are bringing on um like, like the, you said, the AST podcast was, you could tell it was kind of like the greats. Yeah. You know, like the, the legendaries. It was kind of, and it's really interesting to listen to those now because they are kind of like a piece of, like, they captured a piece in gradually like two or three years ago, but it's yeah. very different than what they are doing now, what they're like, what they sound like now. Yeah. And then when you listen to the Never Not Funny, it's a lot more, it seems almost more personal Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a different vibe, but it's a it's still a really cool vibe. I I would be interested to see beyond the twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, if you ever get the chance, I highly recommend. It. <laughs> but I have listened to the the CD that you guys put out. Yeah. Um, what which uh did you pick? Explain how that CD came about. Okay. Well, the 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 site sort of um, uh, begat, I guess, the the record label AST Records, which was really just another way, I mean, the, the ASC Radio podcast and the label and, and the site itself is all sort of, to me, it's all the same sort of um, venture, which is trying to get more exposure for these comedians that I feel like are geniuses and they don't get, um, they, they haven't received the, the sort of um, exposure that they deserve. So we thought, my friend Ryan and I thought, let's make, CDs and sell them on the site and and just do stuff with people that we think are great and so that led to we did a CD with Jen Kirkman and we did one with Paul Tompkins and the Sklar Brothers and we've done a lot of cool stuff and but since I was already doing the podcast with Jimmy we figured hey why don't we put together a compilation of like our favorite moments from the first 20 episodes of Never Not Funny and so that's what that CD is. It's it's just a sort of a greatest hits of the first twenty shows, <laughs> and um, and then you know we kind of, we called it Never Not Funny Volume One. We're like, oh, we could do you know every twenty episodes we could do another CD, and then we found out that nobody wants to buy a CD of something that they already heard for free. <laughs> it just defeated the purpose of everything. But it's still, I still think it's a cool thing to have that it's it's out there and people can find it on on the uh, on the website if they want to pick it up. It's a cool sample check and there are people who are still more f- more comfortable with CDs than they are with podcasts and they'll yeah, reverse. Yeah. I, I can't wrap my head around that, but I guess that's true that some people <laughs> just listen to CDs and they don't really don't know what to do with uh, MP3s or any anything like that. So I don't know, but it's it's still good to cover all your bases and the AST record label like I think you definitely have accomplished what you meant to do. I thought it was 
when I when I first found out about it, the artists that were on it, I was like, this is amazing. And I just whenever I look at the site with the record label, I just keep thinking of like more com like more comedians that I'm sure in the future you're gonna be able to give record deals to. I mean, I had no idea how difficult it was to get an album pressed, specifically a comedy album. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a dying. Uh, I mean, the the record industry in general is, yeah. is sort of falling apart, and nobody really sees the, um, you know, other than, you know, Dane Cook sort of had this one, like, he kind of exploded out <laughs> of this thing and sold millions of records, but basically uh, comedy CDs don't sell well, and so record labels aren't really that into it. Like, Comedy Central has their label, and, you know, they, they put good stuff out, but there's not a lot of, um, you know, they don't put a lot behind promoting them, really, and so a lot of comics just feel like if I'm going to do one and it's not going to get any... Um, support from the label because some of these guys could have done you know stuff with Comedy Central or some other label, but I think they decided like why not do something with friends? Um, I mean that's pretty much where we're where we started was just working with friends and, and and so they get to do something with people they trust and then also they get to keep a little bit more of the the profit just because it's a very it's almost like a it's it's. A, it's nearly a non-profit situation. <laughs> Ryan and I don't really get paid to do it. We just kind of do it out of the love of, of, of comedy. And, and, and we, the money that we do, the, the money that the label makes from each, um, you know, CD, we pretty much put back into the next project and, and try to keep it going, you know, for another year and try to keep putting stuff out that people, that we think people will like. Well, it's good that at least, like, that you're um, being pushed by some of the local theaters in L.A. I don't know about around the country, but I know, you know, UCB, they, they sport all your stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, that's where we've recorded most of them, like, uh, I think the Jen, the Squars, Paul, Doug, oh, Doug, Doug Benson's, we recorded at the Improv, but basically, that's been our home base, and I, 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 I produce a weekly uh, comedy show there. I'll see you next Tuesday. I was and getting so, to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that? I did have a specific question about that before we yeah. talked about the actual show. Yeah. When I was looking it up online, mm -hmm. there was a thing that came up <laughs> where, I don't know if you know about this, see you next Tuesday happens to be slang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually, well, first of all, my, the big disclaimer is that I did not name the show. <laughs> I think it was Scott Ackerman's idea. Um, Scott Ackerman and BJ Porter produced uh, Comedy Death Ray, which is this sort of big Tuesday night stand-up show yeah. at the UCB. And um, I got to know them back when the show was at Bar, And when they moved to the UCB, there was this idea, hey, why don't we do a late-night show also on Tuesday? And they asked me if I wanted to produce it, which I did. And, and they pretty much just handed it to me like, here it is. It's called See You Next Tuesday. And I honestly, was, I, didn't, I didn't know that either, <laughs> and, which is ridiculous because I know people who are like, in their 60s that know that that phrase and I didn't know it. I was like, how did I miss out on this, this crazy acronym that like uh, all these other people knew? I, I don't even get it really. It kind of seems like, ah, never mind. <laughs> it kind of seems a little bit too much work for an acronym. I don't know. It just yeah. it was very strange. Is it, like, do you know where the name originated? If, if it wasn't that... Uh, I don't. I've never asked Scott or BJ what what the thought was. I think they just uh, because the show's on a Tuesday night, and they <laughs> thought it would be cute to kind of call it something dirty. And they have, they have a very juvenile, dirty sense of humor, both of them. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. But yeah, Definitely I, I just shows went up with in it. Some of their work, <laughs> right? I, I just sort of went with it. I I, I just call it um, 
Well, I, you know, I think the, it comes from how you would spell the, the word that we're probably not allowed to say on your airways, <laughs> but if you were spelling it and you started to spell it and you went C-U and then instead of saying the last two letters, you just say next Tuesday. So to me, I just, I just, I just go around that and call it SINT, which is S-Y-N-T. Um, and hopefully that cleans it up for some people. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, that's a, that's kind of an experimental late night show. Um, it's free. It's, um, we, we, you know, we, we try to get good people, but we also try to get young, you know, up-and-coming people, comics who haven't gotten much exposure, uh, or, or, you know, just it's, the idea is to let people work stuff out on a, on a low-impact um It's kind of like a fun bag show, right? Like, it is, it's not listed, like, CDR usually is listed on, you get to see who the main people are going to be, but yeah. CNX Tuesday, you kind of you get surprised a lot of the times. So. Yeah, we, we kind of hope people just show up because they trust that something interesting will happen or something funny will, will be taking place there. <laughs> we do, you know, we, we post the lineup sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, you know, we don't get, we don't quite get to it. Or it, it actually honestly comes together at the last minute a lot of the time. But, you know, we, we've done a lot of stuff like uh, the Human Giant guys have done a, a bunch of shows there in the last few months. They've been getting ready to do like a tour, I think. And so they've been hosting and just working out bits there, which is fun to see. And, and um Aziz is his also he's doing a solo stand up tour so he's been working stuff out there too and so you, there's cool stuff I mean like it's 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 there are bigger names there at times and it, you sort of just have to you know luck into it like uh, Judd Apatow and and Seth Rogen did a show um, over the summer because they were getting ready to do this movie um, with Adam Sandler that's about stand up yeah I was actually working at the Irvine Improv at that time mm-hmm. I think when Apatow was over there. Uh, uh, Sandler kept coming by our our, uh, our club, which was always really funny, just because it was you know it's a different crowd, and yeah. so people when people were leaving the show, they'd see him in the back, they'd be like, "Why didn't you tell us he was here? Like he's <laughs> he's just chilling, guys. Like yeah. leave him alone." Yeah. yeah, it's it's always fun. But um, do you think now? First off, how old officially is AST? AST was founded in two thousand one, so wow. I guess it's like seven years old now. So do you think that now, like, now it's definitely garnered more of a, like, it definitely has a reputation, you think, in the the alternative comedy world? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess just by default, like, it's been around long enough that people sort of, you can't avoid it, I guess, if you're, <laughs> if you're a part of it. Like, I think maybe some comics aren't really that into, um, you know, the whole f- online community thing, maybe, but but they sort of... You know, they they meet fans. They go to a, they do a show in somewhere in the country, and somebody comes up to them and says, "Hey, I'm from AST." And I think people sort of started to realize this is a really cool thing because it, it sort of brings people who who would like me if they knew me together, and <laughs> it maybe gives them a more work. like. I mean, like that's another thing that Patton, who has gotten to be relatively famous, is has has always been great about promoting comics this is, that are sort of coming up um, after him and. You know, it's the same theory. Like, you might come to AST to read something about Patton's next tour, but you might end up finding out about a Matt Bronger and, <laughs> and discovering somebody really funny that you never heard of before. So that's that's the goal all the time is to, to, to get more exposure for those people. And as it's gotten bigger, is it a bigger operation now, or is it still you in, mm, in whatever room yeah. you're in? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not really... It hasn't changed much. Like, there's, there's me, there's... Uh, Another administrator, um, a guy named Sean, helps me out a lot with it, and and he's he's sort of getting more and more involved, I guess. But um, and then there's there's two moderators, other than you know, the, other than that, and, and so it's really and they're 
you know, one of them's in New York, one of them's in Orange County, and, and Sean and I are in L.A., and um, it's pretty much, uh, it kind of runs itself in some ways. Like, you have to moderate the, you know, the people who come in to spam you or to to start trouble. Um, but other than that, it's it's really run by the, the people who frequent it and, and who keep the, the discussions going. I think that's one thing that keeps it the way it is. That's why I was curious, because it still feels like, like, if you're if you're a frequent uh, viewer of the site and you're kind of like, well, I wonder what happened to this guy. The next day, something about him will come up on the the homepage, yeah. and it kind of like it responds to itself, which I think is definitely a big part of why it works so much. Yeah, it's like a living organism. So <laughs> kind of, it, it has a life of its own. So you're I, in LA, I, but don't go Hollywood on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I've. Like, I remember when I started it for the first couple of years, it was so small that I felt like I couldn't, like, if I went on vacation for a week, I felt like, oh, my God, it's all, it's just going to stop because I won't be there to keep it, you know, I had to stoke the fire all the time, I think. But at this point, it's like I could be gone for a couple of weeks, and, like, I just had a baby, and, and, like, I was out of it for a while, and, like, it just kept going, and it's fine, and nothing changed. And I was so going to say, when I was listening to that Never Not Funny, there was one of those messages, like, I had a baby, I'm yeah. sorry, there's no show this week. Yeah. How is it, is it, it's not in the way, then, of your personal life, you can obviously get things going <laughs> yeah no i mean it's just kind of a, it's just this part of my life that um you know it, it's it's as big or a small part of it as i guess as i choose to make it and sometimes it's it's a sometimes it takes up a lot of my time when i have to deal with you know either with the record label for putting something out that's obviously time intensive or if the site needs to be updated then that's a lot of tech stuff we have to deal with but you know, sometimes it's just uh, just chugs along, and I can focus on uh, you know family or whatever else is going on. And is AST your um, your primary your primary gig, or is this a whole like no, side thing? No, I mean, I, like I don't make money on the site itself. Um, I, I make money on on Never Not Funny now, but um, I do have a day job that um, mm -hmm. it's sort of a part time day job. But I, I am a, a script consultant for a a, a, a film production company. So um, basically, that just means I I read scripts and and give notes on them, and uh, so I try to fit fit that in wherever I can. <laughs> but it's the kind of job that you know I've I've been doing it for a long time, and it it was the kind of job that it was the schedule is flexible enough that I was able to you know pursue all these other things that I've been doing, and and it doesn't get in the way. So I think that's one of the greatest things about this. Um, the people involved in the alternative comedy scene, they're like you guys. Just it all seems so. It's all based on, like, the love of the art, and uh, the more people I talk to, it's just nobody really gets the big bucks for it. I mean, yeah. you know, some people like Patton or, um, I guess, maybe maybe Doug, but some people get big bucks, but most of the time it's just people wanting to do this, and it mm -hmm. gives it so much of more of an organic feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as, um, you know, all these people... They're they're basically they're, they're working actors or maybe they're working writers in in Hollywood and and the the stuff that they do you know in in stand up or or whatever and, and if it's sketch comedy whatever they do um, they're they're not making money doing it for the most part they're doing it because it's what they love to do and if you go to the UCB you're you're, you're seeing people doing what they love to do and and I think that's what sets it apart I mean some of them make money doing it and, and they're very lucky to you know, to to have that, um, but basically they would do it for nothing, and sometimes they are doing it for nothing, and it's just a, it's something that they need. They need, you know, it's their it's their outlet, and um, 
that to me is is uh, is is what makes it kind of special is that it's it's not a you know a lot of times comedians like a comedian you might see in a club he might be you know he does the road maybe you know 40 weeks out of the year or something and you know it's kind of a, it's a grind it's a tough job and I, and I I respect that a lot but you know sometimes you can get into the mindset of how do I how can I be more successful in this um, you know endeavor how do I get these crowds to laugh more and and get to the you know get to a headlining position so I can make more money and that's really to me that's not necessarily the way to be as funny as you can be it, it sometimes flies in the face of what what your most creative um, you know your your the most creative version of yourself might be and if you just let yourself you know go up and and you know try what you think is funny that that's what i gravitate towards is is seeing people doing what they find funny and hoping it connects rather than trying to predict what a crowd will respond to and just sort of manufacturing um entertainment out of that because i think that's you know i'd rather see the the sort of more personal stuff that that you know, I want to I want to find out about people when they when I see them perform, and that's that's sort of what I look for with uh, with you know live stand up and stuff at the UCB, and and you see a lot of it. it's great. I mean, it's it's like a, an incredible time for comedy right now. Yeah, and I think that more of the audiences that are going to the shows are looking for they're more they're more becoming smarter audiences in a way like it more performers are realizing that you don't have to pander anymore you yeah. can actually express yourself and i think that's why people are starting to come back because they don't feel like like idiots they feel smart and yeah. it's, a, it's a good it's a good feeling for all like you feel good when you see these shows like it's not just yeah. it's not just always cheap laughs and it's right. it's good deep laughs <laughs> well when you know when when stand-up really was at its height um i mean it really kind of peaked in the 80s and kind of burned itself out. But what led to the boom of stand-up comedy in the 80s was a lot of brilliant, brilliant comedians from the 70s who were just doing, they were following their own instincts and their own hearts, like, you know, Richard Pryor and, and um, George Carlin and, um, you know, the, these, like, you know, brilliant, brilliant people who would not fit into someone's perception of what comedy was at that time. They sort of created their own idea of, of what comedy was and um i think we're kind of getting back to that we're sort of we've gone through the time where everybody was trying to be a comedian and it mm -hmm. sort of failed and and the audiences were kind of driven away by the sort of glut of of mediocre stuff but now people are realizing there's a sort of resurgence of comedians who have something interesting to say and, and are unique and and uh and it's not this there is there is a higher form of it, even though there might be. There's always going to be bad entertainment in general, but comedy, like anything else, there's going to be some bad stuff out there. But there's also some stuff that's really you know has value, and and I liken it to you know independent films, which were not at all accepted as a something that the mainstream audience would be interested in prior to the early '90s, but suddenly there was this explosion of, hey, independent films are cool and you should check these out. And suddenly, like, movies were making millions and millions of dollars that were made on a shoestring budget. And I think the same thing can happen in comedy and maybe has a little bit already with, with discovering unique talents that uh, don't fit into the sort of mainstream uh, mold but are, you know, have widespread appeal if, if, if people just discover it. You know, if, if people got the chance to see... Paul Tompkins, I think you know most people would find him to be hilarious, and they just 
they need to discover, they need to find him. And, and so, you know, that's, I, I don't think that there's, you don't have to be unsuccessful, you don't have to be um, impoverished to do good comedy. I think <laughs> that hopefully, in the right set of circumstances, the, those comics can reach a wide audience and, and actually, you know, lead this new sort of generation, like this, this sort of new golden age, maybe, of, of, of stand-up. I so. feel like it's, there have been so many jumps and strides within the last year, not even two, just in the last year, that who knows, by 2010, there could be AST commercials on TV. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a good businessman, so <laughs> that's the biggest inhibitor to that. Like, I, I don't approach any of this stuff necessarily from, like, a business standpoint. Like, I just kind of... Um, Marked, marked mostly by the fact that I haven't quit my day job and, and <laughs> found investors to help me. But <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that would be great. I would love that. Well, Matt, I think that if the viewers have not already gone on to ASD.com, then they, they'll just have to do it later because they will eventually yeah. <laughs> and um i thank you so much for being with us sure. today finally the interviewee is now the interviewed <laughs> or interviewer is now the interviewee yeah i should Something i should point out that it's, it's it's a special thing.com i think ast.com leads it's, to some uh, yeah it just recently thing. got bought by yeah Mandu yeah Mandu. i was yeah. i was very angry about that i know i i wish i could have grabbed it but i don't know they're doing their own thing over there so Hopefully it's temporary please but yeah I'm, it's, gonna, I'm gonna wait them out and i think eventually they will fall apart and i will swoop in and i think like, it's only like a month-long thing anyway i think oh, okay it, and then there should be i just bought some domain space and they had some on sale so i guess they when their contract's up they just sell them again Okay, good. But so well, it's a special thing dot com. A special thing dot com. The 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 site for the record label is astrecords.com. That's where you can find all the CDs and stuff. And uh, and never not funny is at podcast dot com. P a r d c a s t dot com. And this is Matt Belknap. Belknap. The, Belknap. the K is silent. <laughs> the K is silent. Thanks so much for talking to us. No and problem. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, this will make it onto the ast dot com site. Sure, I'm Yay. sure it'll pop up. <laughs> if not on my page, then maybe somewhere else. But in any cool. case, it was great talking to you. Good to talk to you. And we will hopefully, maybe in the future, when you guys get humongous, we'll do this again. All right, cool. <laughs> All good. right, thanks so much. All right, bye. All right, bye.